Coming up on this episode of Don't Panic, we're talking technology, but not just any technology, the technology of the year. That's right, 2015 in review. We've got the biggest stories, our boldest predictions for next year, and if we have time, the biggest picks we had this year. It's 2015 all around in time for the holidays. Join us because Don't Panic is going to start right now. This is Don't Panic, episode number 114, recorded December 21st, 2015, on the biggest stories, the boldest predictions, and the best year in review. Hello everybody and welcome to this, this edition of Don't Panic, the technology podcast um, that can sum up 365 days in one hour. I'm Sean Jennings, joined as always by the Krampus of technology. Um, you better behave or he'll kidnap you. Uh, it's Colby Rabidou. Yo. 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 <laughs> Colby Rabidou, the demon of Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what the kids I'm, call I'm, I'm the ghost of Christmas sadness. The ghost of Christmas sadness. Colby just, Colby just floats into the room. Oh, mm, this sucks. I want to go home. <laughs> I want to be here. Uh, yeah, that'd be, that'd be pretty fantastic. How are we doing this week, Colby? Are we excited for the holidays? Yeah, I'm, pr- I'm pretty excited. <laughs> Today was my last day in the office before I... Nice. I, I, I'm not sure when I'm going home yet, but I'm, I'm working from home for the rest of the week, so... That's good. Spend some time great. in, uh, old Rhode Island. Yep, yep. Uh, old roadie. Are there any uh, fun, wacky holiday traditions in in Rhode Island that that you subscribe to or did as a child? I don't think we have any, like, abnormal holiday traditions. It's like the usual get a Christmas tree. So one one weird thing is that we usually get a Christmas tree out of our backyard. That's pretty Uh, cool. Yeah. Or, Or my grandma's backyard, but either way. So I know. That, that's that's kind of convenient, I guess. I know a lot of people are, are on the fence real versus fake trees. It's a it's a debate that's ripping this nation apart. Uh and and where do you fall? Do you fall on the real tree side? I mean, I prefer a real tree if it's convenient, but like I don't have a real tree in my apartment. Like I have a little like 3 foot tall fake tree, which is totally appropriate. Well, for an I think it's yeah. right. I think it like it depends a lot on your situation. And it's it is the case that real trees are kind of a pain. Like mm-hmm. they do like shed and stuff and are annoying to clean. So I don't know. I, I think when I was younger I felt pretty strongly about real trees. I don't feel as strongly now. Well and I, I think when we were kids it was our parents who had to cut down the tree and tie it to the roof of the car and we didn't exactly. it was fun for right, us. Right. Not fun for them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Maybe it'll be different when I have kids, but certainly right now, I mean, when you see that they have these fake trees where it's like you just open a bag and like one pull and it's a full tree just same thing. <laughs> it's like amazing. So I'm like, yeah, that's the kind of tree I want. Low, you know me, I'm a low maintenance kind of guy. Definitely. Let's welcome Dan Miller to the call. Hi. Hi. Oh, oh, oh. Vacation started a little early for me. <laughs> oh, that's fine. Look at you. Dan, I'm sorry mm-hmm. that we didn't invite you. <laughs> that's on me. It's quite all right. Indeed. We're, we're happy. I try. Dan, I messaged you like 25 minutes ago on Slack, but Slack applied like, uh, like snooze mode to everyone automatically. <laughs> so I'm assuming that's why you didn't get the notification. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah, that's not good. Uh, so what are we talking about? 
Well, Dan, what I'm glad you asked. You showed up just in time. We chit-chatted. And now we'll get to, to, to get into the, the meat of the product, which is 2015 and 2016. So the thing we do, and we've done this for the last two years. This is our, our, our third annual. The problem is right around the holidays, there's no tech news, right? Nobody wants to announce something. All the good stuff's already been announced. Everyone's on holiday, on vacation. Nobody's doing anything interesting. Um, although, I will say, go online right now. Pause this and go watch the SpaceX launch that happened earlier Monday this evening. No, no, not you. Not if you're on the show right now. Wait until we're done. <laughs> Damn it. This is for everyone except Colby and Dan. Um, holy shit. I literally teared up. Wow. Watching. Not only because they, spoiler alert, they do it. They land the rocket. Um but just the people cheering and getting excited that they accomplished it. And, like, <laughs> they had, like, a couple hundred engineers there all from SpaceX just going nuts. Um, it's pretty great, so go watch that. Nice. Other than that, though, no tech news this time of year. So what we do is we do an annual episode where we do a couple things. One, we do our top story of the year. We each pick uh, a minimum of one big story that overarched all of 2015, and we discuss it. We also do our big prediction for 2016, and we're going to look back at our predictions we did last year and let you know how we did. Spoiler alert, not great. Um, <laughs> and um, and if we have time, we'll do our picks of the year. We'll, we'll see how, uh, how long this takes. Uh, how's that sound to you, gentlemen? Sounds great. I think yeah, it does too. Think so. I, we've got the Yule log here going. I'm feeling nice and warm next to the I see uh, that. next to the fire. Um, I may just leave this up all year round. I don't know. It's pretty festive. Um, so, with that being said, why don't we get into it? We'll start with our top stories of the year. Um, uh, I couldn't pick one, so I actually put in three. Um, but what I was thinking, so last night I went and re-listened to last year's episode. Uh huh. And I feel like we didn't do it justice last year and here is why because we each kind of talked through our pick mm -hmm. but we didn't have a lot of discussion so this year i want us to, to we're going to think critically we're going to say what we okay. like and don't like about these stories so so we we're trying to have like a nuanced discussion that's right <laughs> unlike most of our episodes Whoa. we want to have intelligent debate oh wow Ste um, stepping it up yeah well the... it's it's gonna be 2016 colby we're not messing year three yeah. of don't panic we're not messing around <laughs> we're professionals we now. joked for 114 episodes no more <laughs> um so with that being said let's jump in does anyone want to go first in particular or i can go first i know dan you're you not me is okay own. well i've got a couple here i'll jump in <laughs> i won't i won't go through all of these in detail maybe i'll just pick one to go through in detail um, so I wrote here, 2015 was the year of a couple things. One, I think it was the year Amazon won the internet. Two, the year where cord cutting actually worked. And three, the year Apple became boring. Between the two of you, which of those sounds the most interesting? Uh, I disagree the most with the year Apple finally became boring. Okay. Segue into my mm -hmm. thing. I think that's perfect. Then why don't we start there? Um, the reason I wrote this is because... And, and again, listening to last year's holiday show, I said, and I quote, 2014 was one of the most exciting years Apple's ever had. And I stand by that. What did Apple do in 2014? Uh, iPhone 6 and 6 Plus. iOS yeah. 8, Yosemite. Um, Yosemite. It was a pretty solid year, I think. I think, so, I think this year was a more exciting Apple year well let me, let me all right so here's why i wrote this 
<laughs> I didn't because I had to really think about this, and and this goes back to my prediction from last year, which I cheated and did like three predictions last year, and I said last year that 2015 would be the year Apple stumbles, which by the way I didn't remember until I watched it. So, um, <laughs> so that that's on me. Maybe I just got a repetitive mind, but. I did some research to try and get some numbers to prove Apple stumbled, and they really didn't. I could not find a single statistic that proved they failed this year. Oh, they didn't sell any Apple Watches. No, they sold seven millions of them. Um, you seven know, millions. Seven, seven millions. All the millions. Um, you know, Apple Music only has one-third the subscribers of Spotify, but that's still 20 million people. Um, you know, their market share actually grew worldwide in smartphones, so... I couldn't find a statistic that backed them up. That's why I wrote boring, because nothing surprised me about Apple this year, and that bums me out. We knew the watch was coming. Apple TV has nothing really new going on with it, debatably. The software was iterative. The phones were iterative. Apple has up years. Apple has down years. My, my point being is that I think this was a down year for Apple in terms of their TikTok cycle. So, yes. so I, I have two questions. Yes. Uh, do you think that like force touch is not worth mentioning? And uh, what about the the tiny MacBook? I would say tiny MacBook is iterative. Again, okay. you're just getting thinner. That's true. Force touch, I will agree, is a bright spot, but it's also, I think, like. Touch ID, where we're going to need some time for it to really become useful. Fair it's, enough. It's more of a cool feature at the moment, and we're just starting yeah. to see. So I agree, that was a bright spot. And that's what they usually do with the S versions, is where they'll... Right. Um, Siri was a good example of this, where it took some time to to really ramp up. But that, yeah. is, but that is a good point. I did forget about Force Touch, and I do think that's going to be a big thing in the future, in 2016. Um, I don't know. There was just nothing... The, we knew the iPad Pro was coming... Um, I don't know. That that was just, you know, I was watching, they did a great 60 Minutes interview with Tim Cook this past week, and I was watching it, yeah, and they, you know, they talked to Johnny Ive. It was a good piece. They talked to Johnny Ive and, and Phil Schiller and all these guys, and it was like, so? You know, it's Apple. They print money. They make phones and tablets, and people buy them. Um, I don't know. Now that I think about it, maybe I'm just spoiled. <laughs> you know, honestly. It could you, didn't, be, yeah. you didn't think the watch was exciting? I do not. I did not. I really didn't. You know, you know, I think I I I can't tell if this is actually true or just a weird like misconception of my memory, but it feels like more like all the stuff they announce is like well quantified in the rumors before the announcement. Mm -hmm. Do you no think that secrets. contributes at all? Like Absolutely. Uh, I don't know. It's it's like a little disappointing. Not that it's disappointing. Like, I still enjoy watching the keynotes and stuff. There's but... just no wow. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It, it, it's They've become Samsung, a company that releases products, not Apple, a company that blows your mind with their announcements. Right. Well, I guess that's the other thing, too. They haven't done, like, a... A totally new thing. No. I mean, I guess the watch was a totally new thing, but but a thing that had been talked about for so long. They didn't break open a category. They just moved into an existing one and arguably yeah. took it over, but, you know, right. it was an existing category. 
I wonder what the next category will be. Well, but that that's be the same thing they did with the iPod and the iPhone. That's true, yeah. But, well, I know it's I, I know for a fact, like most things, it's all in my head. Right. I 100% <laughs> agree. Yeah, I yeah. agree I, that it... it, it the, the, I agree with everything you're saying, but I didn't have the same reaction as you did to all those facts. Mm-hmm. I thought the watch was exciting, which probably... Uh, this, you, you probably know, have a different a perspective bit. in right. that you exactly. have a watch. Right. <laughs> That's true. It's or, affected or, your life, whereas it has not affected or yourself. Or some sort of, uh, like, weird psychological reason for me to want to think that is exciting because I do have one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, it's like, it's like with the Pebble. It's like, I love it, but then people are like, oh, should I buy one? And I'm like, eh. Like, I have trouble, like, quantifying why I like it. Um, I just I, I just, I just said, well, we can talk about this yeah. later. But I like the pebble. Um, yeah. No. Hey, listen. I I love mine. I won't complain. But anyway, so that that was that was my prediction about Apple becoming boring. Was there was just no pop this year, and and I don't know if there will be. I uh, you know does Apple become a company that's fine selling millions of iPhones? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, do you think so? My my other question would be then: Do you think that? Uh, one of Apple's products will get crazy better. Like I could see, I could see next year or the year after the Apple Watch getting to like be the Apple Watch that they really want it to be. Um, like I would, I would argue that the iPhone wasn't wasn't amazing until like the 3G or the 3GS. Oh, like 100%. that's when it was, but that was the second, you know, the second try or the third try. And I think there's a lot of room for improvement in the watch. So then let me let me ping pong that back to you. What what does Apple need to do to 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 make the Apple Watch go from you know niche product to to blockbuster, in your opinion? Uh, I mean, I, I you know I don't really know. I like aesthetically, I think it's a little weird. I think battery life is a big deal. Like. I, I mean, I, I, Dan, you can speak to how long the battery lasts, like in practice. But I, I don't. I the thing I really like about my Pebble is that when I charge it, like I know I'm good for greater than greater than a day, mm-hmm. and like really I'm good for for you know three or four days. Um, but it's always greater than a day, uh, which is not. I've I don't know. I mean, it's not standalone, this... so it is tied to my phone, but. I've never got the Apple Watch below 50%, so it's always lasted me two days. Yeah. And even if you were a person who wants to wear it, you can't be a person who wants to wear it sleeping and showering, but I think as long as you're a person who doesn't have to wear it in one of those two cases, you can take <laughs> it off and charge it right. once yeah. a day. That's cool. I don't know if charging it just while you're showering would be long enough. Right. Uh, or don't charge it while you're showering, while you're wearing it. That's yeah, a that, really poor idea. Yeah. yeah. Uh I would say that to make it even better, I think, and this is something Apple's really good at, It well, maybe one of these things Apple's really good at, it needs to be cheaper and it needs to be thinner yes. without so, sacrificing the battery life. Here, Here's my question, Dan. Do you think... Um, I, I, So I have a suspicion that the Apple Watch does too much. Ooh. Do you, like... Do you think, have you found that that, that obviously I, I'm just like totally bullshitting. Do you find, do you think that's the case? Like, do you think a thinner, like 
a thinner, longer battery Apple Watch would would be a more compelling product to you? Do you think it would be better, or um, I don't know. Do you have any thoughts? Uh, I I will. I don't use a lot of the apps. Uh, I use Siri a lot, and I use the watch faces. So if you were to tell me, uh, you could get an Apple Watch, but it can't run any apps. Uh, but the battery lasts longer. Uh, I wouldn't be persuaded by that argument. If you told me that you could get an Apple Watch, but it can't run any apps, and it's thinner and cheaper, then I would be persuaded by that. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, I mean, the apps are nice to have occasionally. I think the, the only real power in the apps, and I don't know how much of this is an app thing versus like the smart notification thing in iOS, where apps have uh, certain contextually aware quick responses on notifications that you can do from the watch. So I can yeah. like something on Facebook Messenger, or thumbs up something on Facebook Messenger, like something on Swarm, mm-hmm. right. uh, which is a lot of what I do anyways. So... I don't know. I could see it being more stripped down, but uh, like, I probably get all the benefits battery life-wise by just not using apps that much. That's probably why my battery lasts for two days. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. Yeah, and I don't know. I mean, I feel like... I don't know if that's realistic. I feel like that would be a tough move for them to make, especially after... Uh, I don't know to 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 backpedal on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, would probably be crazy. It would probably upset people, really. Yeah, uh, like pe- developers who had spent time. Yeah, like making apps. So I don't, I don't, I don't know if that could actually happen. When, when I I found myself when I really have to wake up for something in the morning, and it's likely that if I just set an alarm, I wouldn't. I leave the watch on to have it buzz me as part of the alarm, and that is. That's been an evolving use case, but that's sort of a bummer because I have to leave it on when I go to sleep. Mm. Uh, and uh, sometimes that could mean that if I went the other day without charging it, that it would die uh, the next day. Interesting. Yeah, I, I'm, I, I'm interested to see what happens next year, and I hope something actually happens. Because <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I don't think, like, for how much it costs, I just don't find it, like... That's totally I, fair. I don't Compelling. see it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I'm not ignoring you guys. We were just, uh... We were just, uh, retweeted, and uh, listening to us was uh, the West Coast editor of New York Magazine, uh, <laughs> their media arm, uh, and he just retweeted us to his, uh, 32,000 followers, so... That's Snap. a lot of followers. Yeah! Yeah, he wanted that. he he wanted to know why Amazon won the internet this year. He said he had to stop oh, yeah. listening, but he wanted an answer. I'm really I'm really curious about that too. Let's talk about that. Um, no, oh, yeah. the, re- the reason I say that is because uh, a statistic came out. I didn't have a chance to look up the exact number, but it's something like um, uh, an, an analyst did some math, and you know, who knows how true it is. But I'll believe it that Amazon <laughs> accounted for I think the number was 38 percent of online transactions last year one wow. company 38 percent so it's, if you spent money on lo- goods what not just for physical goods for any, any i believe tra- so again uh-huh. i kind of read the article quick but i i believe it so odds are good if you purchase something on the internet in the last year you had a greater than one in three chance that it went to amazon.com combine that with the fact that Amazon has hit success with their 
Amazon Prime video content, Man of the High Castle. Um, uh, they had another sh- uh, Transparent, um, a number of other shows. They There's rumors now about them possibly starting up their own shipping service. This is one of the things, I think I complained about it on last year's show, that Amazon was getting too far away from their core business of selling goods to consumers. And I think this was the year they finally figured out, oh shit, if we just sell things to people, <laughs> we'll actually, like, ka-ching, make money. Um, yeah. And to be honest, when you think of buying something online, I really think Amazon has taken that place of being a standard bearer for an entire industry. When you call, yeah. when you go to blow your nose, you grab a Kleenex, right? Regardless of who sells it, it's a Kleenex. <laughs> when you buy something online, you're buying it on Amazon. Right. Yeah. See, here's the the thing, like, um, I realized this, like, this, this, like, holiday season, I only buy things online on Amazon. Mm-hmm. I either buy it online from Amazon or I don't buy it online. I just go to a store mm-hmm. because it's, it's, there's no, like, one, there's no compare, like, uh, like two day shipping is a fine compromise to not have to go to the store, but any longer than two day shipping is too long. And I might as well just go to the store. And the other thing is like everything else is terrible. I ordered something <laughs> recently from like a random online store and it just never came. Uh, the sa- this same thing happened to Jill. It was like, I don't know. She ordered something, some, something for someone from, from like, like Raymore and Flanagan or something, and she just never got a shipping notification. Uh, and then two weeks later, she she called them, and they were like, "No, we sent it." And they had the shipping notification; they just never sent it to her. It's like stuff like that that just I don't know. Like I feel like we get so used to it working so well. It's really it's really startling to go back to go back to the old days. Well, and I'll I'll even give them credit where credits due. It's this is the first year Amazon customer service came through. They, they, I ordered some uh, headphones, and they sent me the completely wrong product. They sent me, like, an Xbox wireless adapter, which I'm not <laughs> selling on eBay, by the way. You're welcome to go purchase. But, but they wanted me to ship it back, so I called them. And, by the way, if you don't know this, legally in the U.S., if a company sends you the wrong product, you are not obligated to send it back. You can keep it. That is a law. Unless it was your mistake. If it's the company's mistake, you get to keep it. So I called them and I said, I'm not sending it back. And they said, okay, we'll send you a replacement right now and we'll refund you the money. I'm like, fantastic. Like, it took me two minutes to get a hold of somebody. It was amazing. Like, I'm finally getting this promise they have of, you know, we're the customer service company. We're the place to buy stuff. Like, I'm finally, it's clicking. Very cool. I'm trying to look up and see if I can find out how much I spent on Amazon this year. <laughs> You don't use a uh, mint or a simple or anything? No, I'm I use crappy local credit union. Ah. Crappy local credit union. <laughs> uh, speaking of the, simple. The Etsy employee in, inside of me is dismayed at your as at your talking. Why? I don't know, like we only buy things on Amazon. There's not oh. room for anything besides Amazon. No, and, and but there, there, there mean, are that's, things that's you not can't the case, buy on Amazon. There there are things that uh, I don't know. There are things that I go to Etsy for, but it's very specific things, and I would never go to Amazon for those things. Um, but I haven't bought any of those things. You know, in a while. Are there any other store? Are there any other niche uh, online retailers like that for you? Uh, have you ever been on CocktailKingdom.com? Oh no, my God. they have the nicest cocktail <laughs> stuff. 
I'm going right now. Yes. Why am I not that's, surprised? That's the other one. Uh, <laughs> I I've never bought anything for myself there, but I have received a gift or two from there. And I can confirm it did arrive, so <laughs> I guess I can't knock them, but Yeah. Well, they have a showroom too in New York. I'll just I'll just wow. That sounds amazing. I will say that I would make the argument that success for Amazon is success for a lot of online retailers because, um, and our, uh, and, and by the way, at TVMOJOE, TVMOJO, you should go follow him. He's fantastic. He tweets the best YouTube links. Um, the, uh, the, the editor from, from New York Magazine, uh, he says he loves his Echo and Prime. Uh, it, it's the best value on the internet. So, you know, you got to remember that stuff too, which I think eh, it's a little early, but, um, you know, those, those are the things that are coming. So I, I think, I think the Amazon Echo, I, I've got the sense that it's become a quite the, uh, I don't know, like default, uh, de facto Christmas gift. Oh, I'd love to get uh, one. Did someone get me one? Isn't it? How, <laughs> how expensive is it now? Is it? Um, well, if you got it on Black Friday, it was below 150 Yeah, it's 180 It's like, you know, it's in the range of something that someone might just buy for someone. Like, oh, they're a tech person here. Have, have an Echo. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. Interesting. I th- like. Does it do anything? Yeah, like, I've heard does it good work with stuff? About it. Uh, since it's been released, it's got a lot of new integrations, oh. uh, and I'm not sure what the interface for like uh, linking your accounts on different websites is. But I know that it can do a lot more than just Amazon stuff. Right. Now. Well, it's got Ift built in, so your smart that lights and your and all your other stuff will will work with it as well. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, playing music and ordering stuff. and That's very cool. You know, it's one of the... I, I try to use Siri for, like, general questions. And right. honestly, I end up going to the Chrome browser and using Google because I think Google works better. But um, but honestly, I, I have not heard a person get annoyed or not happy with it. So That's interesting. That plays nicely into my prediction. Cool. <laughs> well, let's, well, let's keep chugging on here because we have more to talk about. By the way... Um, who wants to play Guess How Much Sean Spent on Amazon in 2015? Because I have the answer. Uh, 1200 1200 Probably shouldn't admit this on air. Colby, what do you think? <laughs> you have a number you want to guess? Uh, 3000 3000 Uh, For playing prices right rules, Dan wins, but not by much. $2,500. Nice. I spent on Amazon. Close only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. That's very true. Mm-hmm. Um, not prices right. I shouldn't have, you know, by the way, if you go on Amazon, you can download the uh, your entire order history in a CSV file. Of course you can. And now I get to see what the most expensive thing I bought this year was, which I should <laughs> Oh, it was the luggage I purchased. <laughs> Good. Wow. That's not... It's nice luggage. Yeah. Um, okay. Where were we? Yes. More, more stories of the year, gentlemen. Do you want to talk about one of yours? I feel like I've done enough of mine. I... I... Uh... We never got to do my counterpoint to your Apple thing. Oh, yes, 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 yes. I was just excited. Uh, Apple's been a lot more open this year, which has been a lot of fun to watch. Uh, a lot more interviews with executives. A lot of just employees being on Twitter and being allowed to talk to people. Uh, Swift being open source. Uh, as a programmer, this is great. Uh, it And I feel a lot, and this is super nerdy, but I feel a lot more comfortable having OS 10 as my computing platform now. Now that 
now that this is the way they're going, now that I like there are people I can talk to, there's more transparency around the process. It's likely that things will be open source more often. Uh, so I thought that was very exciting. But that's you know, I guess maybe the average the average consumer definitely doesn't care about that. Yeah, that's I my think it, and that was you know looking back at la last year, my big story of the year was how Microsoft was doing a good job of working with developers and getting back in their good graces, and I think Apple's done a lot of that this year. Yeah, um, I, I'm I'm curious what happens next with TVOS. Mm, I really yeah. am curious if if developers oh, yeah, really the Apple, embrace that. Apple TV. How do we not talk about that in your Apple thing? Um, because I I didn't think it was that interesting, which I know is 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 really a stupid thing to say when they introduce an entire app store for a <laughs> you know entire another category of 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 app. Um, but honestly, again, you know, maybe it's this thing where it's like we're, pro you know, we were promised, oh, Apple's going to revolutionize TV and you won't have to pay your cable company anymore. And it's, <laughs> you know, it's, it's like they set the bar so high we can only be disappointed. Sure. I think well, that the, the revolution has already started. And I think I, I won't make this my prediction for next year, but for 2017, I think that the HBO Now's. Uh, that you see, and that there are a lot. CBS has one now too, subscription yep. CBS service. Uh, all those will become almost every major network will have one, mm -hmm. and they'll all have Apple TV apps, and they'll be great. Oh, it I won't think... just be uh, scrolling through menus and clicking things. It'll have the integration with Siri, and you'll be able to search through. And what are my friends watching? I think all of that yeah. is coming. I agree. I, that's that's the beauty of Apple, right? If you're a developer and you're looking where to make your app, it's a default platform, right? They go right yeah, to right. the top of the list. I think Apple Watch is the same way. If you're going to make a, a watch app, where are you going to make it for first? Probably Apple Watch. Right. Yeah. And the the I mean, it's it's I guess perhaps easy to downplay in that like the 1.0 software is kind of limited. Like Siri works with like the four apps it works with, and. Uh, you know, it, it's great for those things, but it's it's not terribly useful otherwise. Like, you can't search across every app. Uh, but I mean, that's the same the same thing with like Spotlight on iOS, mm -hmm. right? Like that, it was limited for a long time, and now uh, in iOS nine, third party apps have like any third party app can have its own integration. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so I, get I think right, right. Fantastic. Uh, Anyways, let's see. Moving on. What what else did uh, happen this year? Colby has some stuff. Um, yeah, so my first non-seer. So I, I also had three because Sean did three, but I <laughs> didn't really have three I felt strongly about. Uh, one thing was that Foursquare brought back mayorships and stuff. Uh, I think that's kind of fun because I use Foursquare all the time. I, I would continue to use Foursquare even if that, that stuff wasn't back, I think. Mm -hmm. um, but it's kind of amusing to have uh i like to i just like to read the things that pop up when i check in um so after that so my other two were were kind of related uh one was like all the ad blocker controversy uh which i think is is interesting in that it uh sort of signifies a dis like distaste for the i don't know unpleasantness that that the current like publishing ecosystem on the internet has i don't know the form it's taken i guess mm -hmm. is kind of crappy right now um and we finally i 
we saw this like ad blockers have been a thing forever but we saw them go sort of like publicly mainstream um outside of desktop web browsers uh in ios and i think that was well i think uh, a lot of the like discussions about it were really interesting yeah i Um, I would i would say almost conversely this was i think the first year we saw ad creators admit honestly it's a problem yeah because before i think they were really I don't know, either they didn't realize it or they weren't admitting it. Um, and mm-hmm. I think this was really the first year where, you know, the, the the ad networks really came out and said, ad blockers are a problem and we've got to fix it. And hopefully right. that's good news or they're just going to get worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Or, 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 I mean, I guess two things could happen. One is that they could, like, things could start to change and people may, may start doing things differently. Or... Uh, sites will stop start like locking you out if you have an ad blocker. Um, what would you want to see in the world where things are done differently? You know, I don't know. So, well, so uh, if you want, if we want to segue into my next, my next thing, sure. So, I I feel like in a a an interesting, uh, I don't know, parallel. I feel like this year we've seen quite a rise in uh, things you can pay for, like mm-hmm. ad-free Hulu and the CBS streaming app, like mainstream network television, uh, like online, um, all the stuff like that where uh, it's like a consumer product and it you can get it for not free mm-hmm. uh, with no ads. I think that's... I mean, that's... Do you think that works for the New York Times? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know what the solution is for the New York Times. Uh, I think, like, print is a little different. Um, it's not print, though. Well, digital print. Like, <laughs> digital print? <laughs> <laughs> the, the, like, I think, like, written media is different in that it doesn't... Uh, not that I don't enjoy reading myself, but it is not not as engaging uh, in in a purely superficial way as television is. But that's but that's kind of what I liked about this year was for me this was the year of experimentation. This was the year where where places tried things. We've talked on the show Google Contributor being an example, Patreon being mm. a great website. We saw people trying new things. I. I websites that are honest about hey listen we need that one dollar you're going to give us a month and and that's how we keep the lights on or uh, you know that again just like with ad blockers i think that open discussion is really healthy and honest and kickstarter for me was really big this year because i didn't realize Mm -hmm. how many small uh web comics creators that i'm fans of are are they'll do two years worth of comics and they publish a book and that's how they paid for the last two years is the proceeds so yeah, I go support them and I buy their book. It, it, companies, New York Times is going to have to figure it out. It's yeah. not going to be easy. They're going to have to figure it out. But we can't just give up and either put up a big fat paywall or just put them out of business. And I think people are a lot more open to trying. And I think we're a year or two away from people settling into their niche ways of getting money out of people. Whether it's through eyeballs on ads or dollars out of your pockets, I'm surprised. Here's your next billion dollar idea, by the way. When, when our <laughs> when, when our uh, cocktails in the mail idea sends you to bankruptcy, um, uh-huh. what you should do? Why there should be a paywall p- 
payments company that just does it for all websites like stripe would be a great company for this where they show up to small independent content sites and say listen here's an easy way to integrate it onto your site we give you all kinds of options about how people pay and what they can and can't see and we handle all that the payments for you and we do all the work for you there there's your billion dollar idea right there <laughs> You're welcome. uh what part of that don't they already have um, I just don't know how easy it is. If I just like threw together a, a, a website on WordPress, how easy is it to, to plug something like that in? You, you might have to go to like a Patreon or something, um, but some people may not be comfortable if they're just supporting your site or um, it may not give you a lot of options or you don't want to direct them to a second site. Um, how do you integrate that? You know, if we wanted to charge 99 cents per per download on our website. How would we do that? Well, you, none of the uh, podcast apps support it, so it would be pretty screwed. Well, no, but on our website. <laughs> no, 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 but I think that's a fair point. But how do you, I don't know. I'm just saying I think that's a good idea. I think somebody should should figure out a way to make it easy there, to. There needs to be an HTTP status code for a payment required. To change. <laughs> It'll be like the toll booth of the internet. This is sounding scary. <laughs> now I'm thinking I'm going to go broke. Sean, you need to write a word WordPress plugin to do just this. If I actually that pro it probably exists in WordPress. I would hope. I would hope. And if not, get on that. Um but yes, yes. I agree. Um anything else that happened this year? I I'll jump in with with my last one which is the year where cord cutting actually worked and this again hijacks on what Colby was just talking about with some of these TV services, but I think we've talked about cord cutting in the past but we saw a big turnaround this year, whether you're talking uh, HBO Now, Sling TV, um, you know, CBS and some of the big networks doing it. We saw CNN live streaming debates and we saw the Super Bowl being streamed live and, and, and all of the Oscars and all these major events live online. I don't think it's 100% there, but if I didn't live in my mother's basement and I had to buy television service or when I do move out... Um, I don't think I'm going to get traditional TV service. And I'm a big TV guy, so it's hard for me to let go. But honestly, I barely watch regular television anymore. My Roku gets a workout. Like, it's not even funny how little regular TV I watch because I watch it all. I just started Jessica Jones. For me, and this is my, like, pick of the year, I think Netflix had, like, a crazy good year this year. And Jessica That's Jones, true. by the way, I haven't finished, but is very good so far. Um, and, and I'm loving the Marvel, like, R-rated Marvel um, that is like I'm the all Netflix about that. Marvel. The Netflix Marvel. Let's keep yeah. that going. I want it yeah. to be bloody and real. Um, <laughs> now this Agents of Shield, everything shiny BS. Yes. Uh, um, I, I still have a soft spot in my heart for Agents. Of Shield. Uh, it's just well, we've uh, talked about this before. Yes, but. we have. Um, but anyway, no. So that that that's what I have to say. I, I just think cord cutting finally is a real option for consumers this year. I wouldn't say it's easy. I wouldn't say it's complete. But it is over the hump. It is over 50% for me. Yeah, and it's the rate of change is only going to increase until everything is this way. Absolutely. And when, and I really do think that Apple had it right. And I hadn't thought about it this, this way. You shouldn't, don't, you shouldn't be thinking about it as a, a company creating this stuff as uh, a subscription on a website. But it's, it's an app that's on your devices. Mm -hmm. It's like you download the Fox app app and it tells you how much you can pay you know you could pay five dollars per episode or you can pay 20 bucks a month but you know your choice mm -hmm. uh but it's it's all in that 
that is the way to go. And that is, I think, how you make it uh, understandable and approachable to, to people. Before, uh, Netflix sort of made sense, but all the other crazy stuff you had, like cord cutters. Remember when cord cutters were thinking like, oh, well, it's fine because you can just fire up your, your newsfeed aggregator thing that goes on torrents and news feed or uh, news groups and downloads the shows as they're released and then fills in like the artwork and the description like that that was what, what what was supposed to be that was what cutting the cord was no it's it's apple's little funny app store that has upended the internet uh but this is an easier model for people to think about yeah yeah and i'll hey listen i'll be the testimonial i used to be that guy HBO, I used to borrow their stuff all the time, <laughs> like all the time, because I refused to give my cable company another dime. <laughs> I am an HBO Now subscriber, so yeah. that well, is I, exactly the same. And you're a person who could do that other stuff, who was technologically capable. Oh, absolutely, and it was easy. Yeah. It was yeah. easy. But you know what? When they put an app on my phone and it's one tap to, to set up a subscription through through the app store, yeah, it's it just it's even easier. <laughs> right, exactly. That's and when it, it works... And it Sometimes works. Sometimes the other time. stuff doesn't work. Sometimes on all the devices. Yeah, I can watch it on my phone and my iPad, and oh, it's fantastic. God, I love living in the future. <laughs> Speaking of the future, Speaking, actually, I have I'm yes. going to pop the stack and speak of the future with something else. Uh, today, uh, some people, friend of the show, Joey Carmelo, was here uh, in New York, and we went to a restaurant, reserved, got a reservation on an open table. And then split and paid the bill on open table, got up and walked out. Yeah. It was the wow. That's the it. future. I love it. No one even questioned it. The guy said thanks as we left. He wasn't even we were worried that he would he would be like really freaked out that we were leaving without having put any money on the counter. <laughs> uh, yeah. The future is pretty cool. Very cool. Well, speaking of the future, let's talk twenty sixteen. Yeah. So before we do that, I want to revisit, and I took some notes on our predictions from last year. Yes, we have to go back and review how we did. Um, and let's be honest, they weren't all winners, but that's okay. Um, I only took notes on mine. Um, and a couple that aren't in the sheet, but we did talk about on the air. So, um, who wants to volunteer to admit their mistakes first? Oh, uh, I can volunteer. What did I say? You said oh, more yeah. VR. More, more virtual reality do, didn't happen. Do you think happen. we did it? No. No. I, no, I'm gonna disagree. I, it's, it's the same amount of virtual reality. No, I disagree. The Samsung Gear thing got is a little bit popular, and the cardboard thing is a little bit popular, but it's not. It's not even at no. It's not. Uh, cord cutting happened in 2015. Yes. Virtual reality did not. Here's mm -hmm. why I disagree. I listened to last year's episode. Your prediction was not more VR in people's homes. Your prediction was more VR technology and in that respect i think you're right but we didn't even get the release of the oculus rift that's Things what i thought time. i thought that was the sh for sure christmas 2015 500 thing you're not doing me any me favors here Dan. i'm trying to help you help me help you oh, i'm sorry no we saw uh htc do the was it the vive we saw uh we saw playstation vr we saw the samsung goggles um, I don't know. I'm trying to be Google Cardboard. I don't know. I'm just trying to like at <laughs> I mean, least people are more excited of it about happened, it. but I don't think the rate of it happening increased. Well, and I 
that's what I was looking for. Dan, take all your disappointment and put it on Colby, because Colby followed up your prediction last year, because I, I challenged everyone to do a specific prediction. Colby's specific prediction was that VR would be in stores in 2015 to be purchased by the masses. So really, a swing and a miss on his part. <laughs> totally right there. Isn't there, doesn't Samsung have that thing? The Yeah, the goggles thing. Yeah, you yeah. can buy it. I don't know if people are. Yeah, I... I know, I know a lot of people are really into technology. I've never heard of anyone having one of those. The people who are really into it got the, 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 the dead Oculus V2, dev yeah. Yeah, V2 thing. Uh, yeah. Maybe next year. Yeah. <laughs> just do what I did with the iPad Pro and just push it off every year, which I eventually got right. You're right. I forgot about the iPad Pro, too. The iPad Pro, yeah. Um, all right, uh, before we move on to Colby's prediction, Dan, last year in your specific pick, your specific prediction, was that net neutrality would go to a vote on the floor of Congress. Mm. That didn't happen. But, Technically, no. But, yeah, we did have a, a pretty big decision by the uh, FTC committee, which was not overturned by a judge That's or right. an act of Congress. It's still technically law. Yeah. So pretty impressive. Winning. Yeah. You get a check for that. Yeah. In spirit. Yeah. Um, And my my favorite news story of 2015, uh, (laughs) how the hell did uh, Etsy CEO get invited to meet with Obama? Uh, I don't know if we talked about this, but I forget what publication it was, but one of them had a a list of all the people that Obama invited to the White House to talk about neutrality and Mark Zuckerberg and Tim Cook. And uh, I don't know other people, and they had all given tens of thousands or at least thousands of dollars. And I think Chad Dickerson gave like a hundred or two hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of awesome. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Neat. Um, Colby, your prediction last year, Internet of Things. How'd you yeah. do? Uh, I guess not terribly great i think what i what i predicted if i if i'm reading this this uh cryptic blurb that i put in this in the sheet i said the internet of things with less monitoring and more doing Mm -hmm. uh i don't think there's a whole lot of doing i don't think really for the most part i don't think things have changed that much since last year with the exception of the amazon echo which uh I guess we've heard that people like it. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems cool. I think it, I don't know. I, I'd give this like maybe a 25% success rate. That was not what I was thinking at all. So it's fair. Well, let me, let me ask you guys then we'll give you an either or which, which is more likely to break out in 2016 internet of things or virtual reality. Mm. And again, internet of things means actual useful internet of things yeah so i think like my prediction this year is that like uh we're going to be talking to more things so whether we're talking to our amazon echoes or like siri gets more useful or you know siri on the apple tv is more useful i don't know um but i think this might be the year that that stuff actually uh some of it turns into something you you actually use for real Mm-hmm. Um, I know people use like voice dictation and stuff a lot, uh, but I th- I think I don't know. I see the appeal of having something like Amazon Echo. Uh, it's kind of a it's kind of annoying to like not annoying, 
but you know, it's, it's not terribly convenient to have to unlock my phone to turn off the lights. <laughs> I think I think Colby needs to take the Amazon Echo challenge. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Ooh, I'll try. Go down. Uh, sure, I have to I'm convince sure Amazon will get you one by Christmas. Uh, yes, <laughs> probably yeah, from a drone. Yeah. Pro- the problem with that is convincing Jill that that's a good idea because she thinks it's very creepy. Because it is creepy. Yes. But is the trade-off worth it? Actually, that's you won't question. get it until January sixth. Ooh, uh, that's shame okay. on Amazon. Dan, they won't give it to you in one hour in Manhattan? Uh, I can try it. <laughs> they, they just got one sitting in a warehouse somewhere? Right, right. Can you get one before the end of the show? Um, if so, I'll, I'll put it in a box and send it to Colby. There you are. <laughs> what a nice guy. Um, so, uh, let's see. So, Internet of Things, um, in terms of my predictions last year... We had, I did three, I cheated. Sorry, don't take it personally. Um, my big one was that 2015 is the year Samsung loses its Android dominance, which I blew. I was wrong. They are absolutely still dominant in Android phones. Uh, I did my research. They did fall 3.4% uh, globally year over year, but they're still number one by a healthy margin. In the, uh, in the episode, I claimed that their successor, my pick for successor was Motorola slash Lenovo, who um, fell by an equal 3.3%. So not right there. Apple actually gained 2.3%. So I was not right there. Uh, my second prediction, Apple stumbles. Uh, we already talked about this. That really didn't happen. And my third, predi- my third prediction, I'm really going to stretch this one to claim it worked, was that a Google Labs project would hit mass market in 2015. If we technically count the on-hub router, <laughs> I could get you. I could get an Amazon Echo by six a.m. tomorrow. Wow! <laughs> wow! That is. Imp- God, I love this country. <laughs> this is amazing. This is capitalism at work. It's fantastic. So our predictions didn't go great last year. Are you guys feeling more optimistic about yours this year? Let me check what mine so. is again. <laughs> I, th- I think I think I feel a little more optimistic because mine is grounded yeah. in something that's happening in just, reality. Like, like, it's already happening. It, it's not just like <laughs> what's happening in my mind, which turns out has has no bearing on on what what happens in the world although to be fair people are going to think you lost your mind after you're talking to all the things in your house it's true hey refrigerator got any ice (laughs) (laughs) got milk got milk oh jill just comes over colby are you okay the fridge won't respond you think i made it mad no colby it's just a refrigerator not everything's smart i'm smart Free to the fridge. <laughs> oh man. Um, yeah. So let's talk about our predictions for 2016. Colby, you touched on yours. Talking to stuff will be useful. Uh, do you have anything in, in 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 specific about it that we'll be talking to? You think, and uh, or just more things? I think I think more things, or like maybe there'll be more options than an Amazon Echo. Uh if I was to make a crazy prediction, I, love I, th- those. I think there'll be a always listening Siri thing. 
Oh, in the Apple out. TV? Whether it's the or Apple iPhone. TV or like a random other thing. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I'm not intimately familiar with the Apple TV hardware, but I don't know how the Apple TV as is would be always listening. Um, but maybe like a random Siri thing that, that integrates with the Apple TV or something like that. Mm-hmm. Could see that that happening. Uh, I think it, I don't know, that that would make Siri useful or more useful. But that'd be my crazy idea. But Man, I, we, I think we pretty much covered everything I was going to say. I think you pair Siri on Apple TV with like really good tvOS apps like that actually connect to the services you use. So when you want to post a tweet or, you know, uh, buy something on Amazon, you can just do it through the Apple TV with your voice. Mm-hmm. That would be pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah. Could be crazy. Oh, so crazy. I'd buy so much more stuff on Amazon. Damn it, they got stuff doing this to me. Um, uh, the, the UPS guy hasn't hasn't stopped coming to my door every day for the last two weeks. Um, people got good stuff this year for Christmas. What can I say? Uh, <laughs> Dan, uh, you've got a you've got a an interesting uh, prediction here. Yeah, uh, I think that in and I'm I know it's going to come back to bite me. <laughs> Uh, in 2016, uh, someone will have bought with money a c- car that drives itself on the highway and in the and in the city, and like it, it can get you f- like end to end without you having to drive it. 100% autonomous. 100% autonomous. You and when can you buy s- one of those in 2016. Now, when you say real people, do you mean someone bought one or anyone can technically buy one? If you had if you had infinite money, you could like walk into a store and purchase one. Okay. All right. So it's not just like Elon Musk has his personal autonomy. No, 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 no. Yeah, no. Yeah. You got to buy it. Yep. It might That's cost cool. $80,000, but you could do it. But you can do it. That'd be cool. awesome. Yeah, it's my pick. This is, would, this is my strategy for picks. Like, realistic, but a little aggressive. <laughs> a little hopeful. I'm going to challenge you on that because I think that is a tough prediction. I'm not going to let you off the hook. And here's why. You don't I think, think that in December of 2016, you would be able to go to Ford or uh, Toyota or someone and purchase some configuration of a car that could drive you from... Mm-hmm. Uh, your house to the Taco Bell one town over. Here's my prediction. The technology will exist and it will be assembled into a production car. But the U.S. government and state laws will stamp that down so quickly. It's already it w- legal in some places. Obviously, you have to live in a country. Uh, a country. Well, a that's place you- where it's legal. But I'm t- yeah. I genuinely think, like with drones, once once the threat of one of these on the street actually becomes real... There is going to be so much regulation that even if the technology exists in 2016, I don't know if you'll be able to go buy one. That That is what, what holds me back. Because I do think the technology will be there. And I guarantee we saw it, uh, this week there was news that Google might be partnering with Ford to actually build a car. I think the car will be real. It will exist. I just would love to know where you can buy one and use it. Nevada. <laughs> the, 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 in the middle of nowhere where there's nothing to hit. Yep. Um, That's all I need. Come, come with me, Nevada. Help, help me win this one. I think that'd be great. I have always wanted to move somewhere weird. Maybe Nevada is that place. <laughs> Colby just lives in the Grand Canyon. 
<laughs> can't hit anything here. <laughs> um, cell phone reception there. No, that's true. And you might need that for your self-driving car to work. <laughs> um, cool. All right. Well, my pick this year is the broadest, most encompassing yet specific pick I've ever made. Stay with me. <laughs> you know you love it when I say that. 2016 is the year the tech bubble bursts and takes down some big guys in the process. Now, what do I mean? Today, the NASDAQ Composite Index, a bellwether for the tech industry made up mostly of tech and tech-related stocks, is valued higher now than it was at the peak of the dot-com bubble at the end of the 90s. I genuinely believe, and I, there's a lot of evidence that agrees with me, that we are in a tech bubble. Not as big as the last one, but we're in one. Companies are being overvalued. They're IPOing without real value or, or income behind them. Um, and we're seeing a lot of tech companies taking a hit. But we have not seen that affect the large companies. Twitter has taken a big stock hit. A lot of the smaller companies have. Haven't seen it in the big guys. So here's my prediction for next year. A couple things. One, there will be no big IPOs in 2016. You will not see a bit Uber will not IPO. Snapchat will not IPO. They will just take investor money and get bought before they IPO. I don't think you will see a big one next year. I really don't. You'll see, you know, Square being an example of a small one where it's, it's kind of low value, low cap size. I don't think you'll see a big one next year. My other prediction are the big guys who get taken down. Let me give you a specific example of what happened in 2015. GoPro. You familiar with GoPro? Very successful mm -hmm. company, sell a lot of those tiny little cameras. At their peak, they were valued at $65. Today, they try trade at $18. That's just one example. Um, I mean, you guys both work, actually, all three of us kind of work at publicly traded companies. We know how this works, right? <laughs> um, mine's publicly traded on the Middle East Stock Exchange, but that's another story. Um, I'm going to give you three companies to look for for next year. This is the specific part of my pick. I'm going to give you three specific companies that one year from now we can look back and say how right I was or how wrong <laughs> I was. Are you ready? Yep. Yes. One, Netflix. Today, $116. Overvalued, why? I think in 2016, they're going to see their explosive subscriber growth cap off. It'll continue to grow, but at a slower pace, investors won't like that. Two, Net, uh, Netflix has over $8 billion worth of payments they have to make over the next five years to content companies that they've been pushing mm. off. It's a lot of money. I think investors are going to get smart on them. Company number two, Tesla. Trading today at $232 a share. I think it's overvalued once people realize, A, they don't actually sell that many cars, uh, and they're spending a lot of money. B, I think Model 3 is going to get delayed, but that's just my prediction. And three, <laughs> the original, the first run of the, uh, of the uh, what's the sedan, the Model S? I get the names confused. They're finally hitting later stages, and, I, and I'm afraid we're going to start seeing maintenance issues with them. Again, this is all in my head, but I do think they're overvalued. Lastly, third pick, Facebook, $105 today. I think it's overvalued. But I don't have a reason why. I just think it's overvalued. <laughs> so... With that being said, those are my three specific stock picks. We're going to look back in a year and say how right or wrong I was. Uh, Netflix, Tesla, and Facebook. So, so Sean, are you saying I should sell my Facebook stock? Should I, <laughs> should I sell now? 
what I am saying is I am in no way a licensed uh, financial <laughs> advisor. And if you take my, I'm happy to show you my current stock portfolio, which is hot garbage. <laughs> I've managed in a year to lose 40% of the money I've invested. So don't ask me for stock advice. And I've never been right in a prediction on this show. So <laughs> let that be a lesson, Colby, to you. Take Sorry. away from this what you will. I think your track record speaks for it. Thank you. Yes, it absolutely does. And 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 by the way, I've got one other small prediction. This is like my backup because I know I'm going to blow the first one. In 2016, Nintendo has its comeback. Bam. And the twist, it will not involve them making hardware for your home. They will that will not be a part of their success in 2016. It will be on uh, other consoles, it will be on mobile devices, it will be in the uh, the DS, it will be in their handhelds, but it will not have to do with the Wii or their home consumer market. That's my prediction. Cool. It is cool. It's very cool. It's the future, right? We're, we're excited. I'm excited for 2016. I think it's going to be a good year. Yeah. For technology, at least. I can't really speak for literally anything else. <laughs> It's not yeah. really what we do. That, that you can't speak for technology either because your predictions are always wrong. Dan, I, <laughs> I don't know shit. Like, I, I, I will be the first to put up my hand and say, I don't know. I don't know. I, I take big swings for the fences, Dan, and 99% of the time they miss wildly. So one of these times I'm going to hit it. Um, It's up to you guys. We, we've already gone an hour, but we can, you know, it's our show. We can go as long as we want. If we want to talk picks of the year, we can uh, we can do that. Or we can just wrap and send the people home. Uh, I want to I hear the picks of the year. Okay. I, hey, I think that's fair. Uh, this is an if time allows category. The single best pick you made all year. Well, it could be best, could be favorite, could be representative of a broader sample, however you want to phrase it. A single pick that exemplifies 2015. Who would like to go first? I can go first. All right, Sean, you if go that's first. easy. Oh. Um, yeah. In case anyone wants to rethink after I explained what that was supposed to mean. Um, I picked a TV show, Triple Threat. So I looked back on our website. You can go to Dopan- In classic Sean fashion, he couldn't pick I picked just three. one. <laughs> <laughs> I literally do it for everything. You're so the right. The single best one. Uh, no, so I, I picked three. <laughs> I picked three. I cheated. Damn it, um, as usual. Um, so I, you know, I didn't even think of that till you pointed that out. Thank <laughs> you. Um, yeah. So I looked back. All our picks are on our website. Don't panic.io. I looked through them all from last year, and a couple stood out. And here's why. I'm gonna make you the don't panic promise, and that promise is I'm gonna tell you three TV shows, and I want you to go and watch them. Okay. And if you don't like any one of these three, you will. I'm telling you, you will love all three. And if you don't love all three, I will personally send you a crisp. One dollar bill. How's that for commitment? <laughs> I will do that at uh, don'tpanicshow at gmail.com. Let me know if I'm wrong. On how at many, Sean how many viewers did we get from that thirty thousand follower retweet? Um, Even an eye on that. Well, Dan, it's one of two things. It's either one we didn't get any, or two the app that shows me how many listeners we have isn't working, and it could literally be either. I'll I hope the f- it's the second one because I, I want you to get thirty thousand complaints and have to pay them out in crisp one dollar bills i'll do i'll do it because i stand Plus by these shows postage. so let me tell you these shows and then you can tell me if i'm wrong <laughs> okay rick and morty never heard of it on adult swim uh, dan i'm telling you you need to go watch these things okay. i will send you a dollar bill two nathan for you on comedy central three bojack horseman on netflix these were my three favorite shows of the year 
all uh, in their second season. So go back and start in the first season. I don't... It's a good mix because Nathan, for you, I don't laugh at any show harder. I laugh out loud. My neighbors must think I am in pain at how hard I laugh. BoJack Horseman is one of the smarter shows I've thought, and Rick and Morty is so fantastically weird, I love it. So I own... uh, Two of the three on Blu-ray, and that's only because BoJack Horseman is only on Netflix. So that's how much I love these three shows. Go check them out, my triple threat. And if you don't like them, let me know. There'll be a dollar for you in the mail. How do, I, how do I watch the other two uh, without a cable system? Uh Rick and Morty, all the episodes are on the Adult Swim website and through their app on respective services. And Nathan, for you, uh, there is a Comedy Central app on a lot of platforms, so you should be able to get it there, probably on your mobile device. Right. Um, oh, and Nathan, for you, is on Hulu. And actually, I think Rick and Morty is also on Hulu. I think they're both on Hulu. So, um, at least the first season, you should be good. All right. So, go go check them out, and please tell me I'm wrong. So, that's it. My TV triple threat. Oh, and go see the new Star Wars, too. How's that? I'll throw that in. That was, <laughs> that was, that was really fantastic. If, if, you, if you're one of the five Americans who hasn't seen it yet, go see it. <laughs> I'm one of the five. Oh, my goodness. Disney needs your money, Colby. They're broke. The biggest, is it, the, it was the biggest opening Ever. of all time, right? Yeah. Oh, by a mile. Really? Yeah, oh, by wow. a mile killed it yeah so yeah, what 2015 really was was the year of movies because that was the second time at least that that record had been broken this year well that's what someone tweeted where it's like we had the biggest selling album of all time this year we had the biggest movie opening of all time this year we had like who says media is dead like you know it's only well, media is not dead no the the kind of you know the non-commercial side the I guess, method maybe. of the me- the different methods around it are changing I don't think how many people went to the theater. You know, your local movie theater hey, ain't dead yet. Going to the, I don't think going to a theater is ever going to go away. I hope not. That'd be a bummer. Unless they keep raising the prices on those goddamn tickets. <laughs> well, I, that's I saw what's going to happen if fewer people go. I saw it in 2D because I refused to pay for 3D. Um, uh, can I, can I, I was waiting in line for Star Wars on Sunday. Sunday, yeah. 6.30. Mm-hmm. We got there two hours early. We were uh, about halfway through the total number of people who were going to get let into the theater. Uh, the people who were first in line, I went up and talked to them. They were uh, four and a half hours early. Wow. Wow. On Sunday night, first in line in New York. So there's that. My uh, my other friend uh, that same night went to Schenectady and walked into a theater with 10 people. So, (laughs) (laughs) well, yeah, I know. Well, I'll tell you. While we were waiting in line, we were waiting for the IMAX Mm. and uh, this is this. I I I didn't realize that anyone, especially people who live in New York and and looked young, could still say this, and 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 not know how dumb they sounded. But they they there was they were offering a deal where we were going to the six thirty show, but you could trade your ticket for with no refund. So take your like whatever it was thirty dollar IMAX ticket, convert it into a twenty dollar. Uh, regular ticket to go see, see the 5.30 showing, which was not sold out. Mm. And the people behind me referring referring to these two things as uh, to, referring to the 5.30 show as the the SD uh, <laughs> showing of Star Wars. <laughs> and then they even oh, man, said standard, standard D. Standard I, D! Standard oh, D! High D and standard D! That's great. Ah. Uh, Okay. That's fantastic. I gotta remember to say that. That's great. Uh, 
that's fantastic. It was the worst part about waiting in that line was hearing that dude behind me say "Standard D." Yo, uh, go see in Standard D. That's oh awesome. my god, that's so good. Uh, speaking of movies, yeah, Dan, what do you uh, got? I struggle between. I looked through all my picks very quickly, and for this year, and I struggle between two. So I'll mostly talk about one, and then mention you the can other. cheat like me and pick as many as you want. I refuse to, <laughs> uh, but I'll cheat even more uh, subversively than you did by just not writing down the fact that I'm probably actually picking two. Uh, Mad Max was amazing. If Star Wars hadn't come out this year, it would be my favorite movie by far, and it 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 is up there with Star Wars. Uh, have both of you seen Mad Max at this point? I, yeah. I have not, and I am more than willing to take the crisp $1 bill challenge. Mm. If, oh, okay. I, I, don't, I don't think it's Actually, fair for me to ask you to watch something if I don't watch your thing. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to make okay, a note. By, by, well, let's say by the, the first show of 2016. Absolutely. Let's, I can do let's that. Let's settle this bet. 100%. Okay, cool. Yeah, Mad Max, uh, just visually mind-boggling uh, the... The, the cinematography and the landscapes and the the cars that were real cars and the explosions. Sean, I know you like explosions. Oh, I know man. You're, you're a guy who likes an explosion. I sure do. Yeah. There are some explosions in this movie. There are <laughs> some, some sandstorms, uh, some just gritty faces with some close-ups. Ah, so good. Uh, and, yeah, great story. Just very... And and much like Star Wars, uh, we're not going to talk uh, much about Star Wars mm. during this show. But something I realized that both the new Star Wars movie did and Episode Four did, and to less of an extent, Episode One really didn't do this. Uh, and Mad Max also does this: is just drop you in. There's no exposition. This is the Galactic Senate, and it's the problems <laughs> because there's too many worlds. It's just like nope. Here you are. There's this guy. He's running away from these people. He has flashbacks about a girl. Who's the girl? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Uh, who's the? Why is this girl called Imperador Furiosa? What is? I don't know. She has some authority. Cool. Why is she stealing the tanker? Oh, because the girls are inside. Why are the girls trying to escape? Doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> who are those uh, crow people walking on stilts in the swamp? Doesn't matter. They look cool. Uh, and you can fill in the blanks in your head. And, like, episode four does this. Like, what is the Empire? Why are they here? It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's a cool It's cool that it doesn't matter because you can, you can think about it. It gives you some more to chew on. Uh, and Mad Max has a lot of these chewing things. Like, it's a movie I'm still thinking about many months after having watched it. Another thing I'm still thinking about many months after having watched it is Twin Peaks on Netflix. Old 90s TV show. At least watch the first season. It's only eight episodes. Uh, super weird. Also very visually striking uh looks like no other piece of film media i've ever seen since uh really cool music uh, there's, a, there's a restaurant in new york that is twin peaks themed uh and i was walking i had i've been there before but i'd never used the bathroom and i walked in the bathroom and there is the music from this really really famous scene in twin peaks playing as you walk down the hallway and the hallway looks like the hallway that the green character walks down <laughs> cool. when he hears this music, and I, I like chills went down my spine. It's so cool. Uh, so I still think about Twin Peaks a lot too. Sweet. Well, I I just put Mad Max number one on my Netflix Blu-ray queue, so yes. it will be here, and I oh, will it's watch it. So good in Blu-ray too. And I'm jazzed. Um, Colby, I I hundred percent thumbs up your uh, your pick yeah. of the year. So I uh, I think my pick is is my my watch my Pebble Time. Um, 
For two reasons. Yeah, that one. <laughs> uh, I don't have the steel. I just have the regular one. But here, so here are my reasons. Uh, the first one is that it convinced me that a watch could be useful. Um, or or it was like at all something I would want. I was very skeptical uh, that I would I would find any value there or any any value outside of I don't know the obvious value that has been that people have been wearing watches for for years and years and years, which is that it tells you the time. Um, but I have found that I like it. I wear it every day. Uh, it's great. I have a cool Etsy watch band for my pebble. Um, the battery lasts a long time. It's, it's all well and good. I guess it could do more stuff, but I've never had a watch that does do more stuff. So it's not a compromise. Um, so my second reason is that last week I got the firmware update that adds like step, like, like Fitbit stuff to the pebble time. So it does like step counting and analysis and it integrates with health kit and stuff on your phone. Um, and I think that's super great. Uh, cause while I, I stopped wearing my Fitbit when I started, well, actually I stopped wearing my Fitbit when my Fitbit stopped connecting to my phone. Um, but in reality, like I would not have worn that and, and a watch, um, but I'm pretty pleased that Pebble has that now. And it I, it seems like really nice. I like their, their watch app and it works well with HellKit, I guess. So mm-hmm. um, it's not something that's like, I don't know. It's not a huge deal to me, but it's, I like that it's there. So I think that's cool. Yeah. But, what I, yeah, that's my take. What, what I love about the Pebble too is is it, I think it's they have the right amount of options, right? Like there are way too many Android watches, and and even buying an Apple Watch is complicated. But like you have the Steel, you have the regular, and now you have the Round, and I love all three, yeah. um, which is really great. And and I will say you, if you're looking to get one, you missed out because they had a ton of Black Friday deals. They had really good discounts, um, and and keep an eye out if they have them again. But um, but I love the Steel as well. I would say. In all honesty, having bought the steel, unless you're really fixated on the design or the extra battery life, it's not necessarily a required upgrade. Um, it looks beautiful, but it's you know it is more expensive. So I, I, I think you, so. It, I I personally am pretty glad that I got the time mm-hmm. uh, because it's like it's like smaller and lighter. Yes, uh, and it also like I think the the really large bevel like the bevel. Yes, yeah, it makes the screen like, look small. Yeah, and it's the screens are the exact same size as mm-hmm. far as I know, but mm-hmm. uh, it does make the screen look. Yeah, it's a weird design choice. I will say though, I do get a good five to seven battery. When I went to when I went to Europe for a week, I didn't have to charge it once. So you do see the extra battery life. I will admit that, but I don't think it's a required. Uh, but you got good options, so so check out uh, getpebble.com. I, I I back I back that uh, pick as well. So, gentlemen, that is it. Our final send-off to the great year that was 2015. Yeah, that's what's it. That's our 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 second yearly roundup, right? No, it's our it's our third. <laughs> can you can you believe it? Oh God, this is our, yeah. This is our no, third. no, you're right. We're and we so did. Old. So here's some. This is how bad I am at doing basic math. I need a calculator to do simple subtraction. But um, this is episode 114, and last year's Christmas episode was 75, which means we did 39 episodes last year. Uh, That's not too bad. That's a lot. I respect that. I mean, we were going to miss some weeks anyway. So Sure. Dan was in Europe for a whole month. 
Yeah. Twice. I was Twice. there for half of it. <laughs> I, yeah. We were all over the place. But, uh, but I, you know what? I think we missed the most important thing about 2015. What is it? Thanking our listeners. That's true. <laughs> all of you who have who have listened to our episodes, who have tweeted, who have watched us on YouTube, who've subscribed to us, um, who've, who've listened to all 114, whether you've listened to them all or you've listened <laughs> to one, um, we appreciate it um, for sure. I, I still cannot believe we've done 114 of these. It's, <laughs> it's a, really yeah. is mind-boggling. I, you're a lot of fun to talk to, what can I say? Well, it's... that's what I joke with people. It's like, we'd probably be having these conversations anyway. I just hit the record button. Yeah, like, right. That's right. basically well, it. I think I, I think that's it's it's a nice like scheduled scheduled excuse to hang out and and we happen to record it. Uh but especially like since we all live in different places and that will continue to be the case for the foreseeable future. So I think it's a worthwhile endeavor. Absolutely. Hey, listen, even if we had zero listeners and we're close, uh <laughs> I'd still want to do it cuz it's still fun. <laughs> And it's still exciting. And you know what? Mondays suck, except at 10 p.m. when we're on. Yep. Um, so thanks to everybody for listening. I'll plug a few things quickly. We're already over time, but I don't really care. Um, first of all, our website, don'tpanic.io. It's fantastic. It was built by two great engineers. Um, I found a bug in it today, by the way. <laughs> get that out. I'll, I'll send you a fly swatter or something. And you can just. There was, there was a bunch of stuff also that that when we built it, we assumed that we would be doing this on YouTube. Uh, so there yeah. was uh, so many cool YouTube features that just don't, aren't relevant. Anymore. I really don't give up hope someday. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Um, but yes, go check out the website. It's great. And like I said, we've got all the episodes, audio, video, all the links, um, and all our picks are on there as well. So you can go and check those out um, as well. Quickly. We stream live audio every Monday night, which I love doing. Because people get to, and we get tweeted at from people, and they chat with us, and it's a lot of fun. Join the party Monday nights, 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific, at Mixler, M-I-X-L-R, dot com, slash Don't Panic Show. Or you can just follow us on Twitter, at Don't Panic Show, and that will, uh, we'll, we'll tweet when we go live as well, so check that out. Um, and of course, subscribe iTunes, Stitcher, all the podcast apps, the RSS feeds also on the website. And quickly, I want to tease one other thing. Our continuing Dungeons & Dragons adventures are happening at GoldilocksShow.com. We just did some the other night. They were a ton of fun. They're going to be published in the coming weeks as well. Um, so look forward to that. Um, moving forward, we got so many side quests. I've got 18,000 post-it notes here. Um, and you just need to know that we are uh, intrepid as fuck. So, you know... <laughs> Hashtag, hashtag that, and you gotta check that out, goldilockshow.com and soundcloud.com slash goldilockshow. Gentlemen, anything else you'd like to say before we conclude this episode and this year? Nope. Happy holidays. See you in 2016. May the force be with you. Hashtag Hillary Clinton. Hashtag. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. We've been sucked into the Disney marketing machine. (laughs) Happy to admit it. Um, but certainly, thank you to to everyone out there. Of course, Colby and Dan, what a, what a pleasure to do this show every week with the both of you guys. Um, and we've got an exciting 2016 ahead. With with we'll we'll continue to try to publish the show every week. I promise. Um, we'll see what 2016 brings. But thanks everybody for listening. We will be back. Uh, we're, we don't have a show next week, but we will be back the following week with brand new stuff. I will have watched Mad Max by then, and you can hear me complain about something everybody loves. Um, which I'm famous for doing. So uh, thanks, everybody, for joining us on this episode of Don't Panic. We'll see you next year.